We are ba -ba 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 back. Howdy, howdy, folks. Welcome back to Hoot and a Half. I'm your host, Matt King, and I'm with Mike Sheffer. And my golly. My golly. Gosh. My golly. It's been a while. It has been. It's been like two weeks. It's been, it's, I think this is the longest we've ever been from one another. It's been longer than two weeks. Do you think so? It actually feels like it's been three. It might be four. It might <gasps> be a month. Damn. Yeah, it's been a while. I haven't. I don't have the calendar in my brain, but it's been. We've both been on some world travels. That's right. Well, world for me, you know, just around the country. Oh, I didn't really. I didn't go as international as you did. No passport stamps for you on this trip. You know, have they stopped doing passport stamps? I don't think so, dude. The past few times I've gone through, they didn't give me the damn stamp. Why not? Because I don't know. I, they're saving on ink. Ink prices <laughs> these days, maybe. That's, they just look at your passport and say, welcome to Spain, and just I, pass I, you through? I was in London. They did not stamp me. And Patricia and I were bummed. I want that wanderlust passport. Do you, you have know? an old passport that they like put the hole punch in, and you're like flipping through it, and you see all the old places you were at? Uh, you mean like an expired passport? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know what? No, but I honestly, that first passport I had when I was a kid, the only place I went was Australia. Now the passport I have, I've gone to some places. I'm pretty proud of it. But I'm always like worried about like the day you have to turn in your passport when when it's expired. I heard that they just take it. They no, they give it back to you. Do they? Yeah. Well, I did it in the mail, which surprisingly, you mail it in, and then they mail you your old passport back, but they put a hole punch in it, so it's clear that it's expired. Well, that's nice of them. But I still have all the old stamps. And some places, like, it's so old, because it's from like the 90s, that I can't even tell what the place is anymore. Oh, damn. Like... I it's they're just like f so faded. Something is wrong with my passport though. I think the RFID chip that's in it is broken because mm. there was a time where like I had left my ID at a bar and I thought it was missing and I just basically walked around with my passport for like half a year. Guys. Yeah. And I feel like I damaged it because but then every time you have to go through international security, you have to slide it under that little, you know, kiosk oh, is that thing. The RFID? And mine messes up every time. I've never been able to get through. That makes so I thought it was scanning it, like looking at the like the text on it but it makes much more sense that it's just a an rfid chip so oh i noticed you have a little uh red uh bracelet are you doing kabbalah <laughs> wasn't that a big thing yeah what is kabbalah it is it, the hebrew word means uh trend to, <laughs> to receive it's not i know it's not trendy it, 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 it oh, was trendy. it was all the rage in like the early 2000s yes. a lot of celebs were getting into kabbalah it's it's the jewish mysticism form of the religion so okay so you know how there's like every uh, like magic card the gathering kind but of just a little yeah, around the like, menorah yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the mystical like esoteric you ever read like really uh, what's the word the like alchemist kind of stuff like like uh the occult or like ascetism oh uh yeah. just the the dark arts maybe but not really dark it's more just it's I don't know what the red string actually represents. There's a Kabbalistic meaning for it, and it it's something that you and I probably won't understand. It's you know deeper, deeper meaning and levels. But as it happens, you know every couple of years there's a new fad or trend of things to be interested in. And at the time, Madonna was popping off. Mm -hmm. She maybe took a trip to Jerusalem and got <laughs> told that the red string is important, and then brought it back. And everyone's like, "Oh, let me do the red string." But it is very popular. If you go to Jerusalem, you go to the Western Wall. Um, to get a red string while you're there. I Someone mean, just comes up to you and does it? Well, you buy them. Oh, okay. It's, it's not like a scam or anything? No, no. It's not like, hey, I like your shoes, pal. Yeah, yeah. Hey, here's a bracelet. Yeah. Do you remember that happened to us in, oh, in, yeah, in Rome? Rome. Yeah. And, and, you know, like the guys go up and go, hey, where are you from? Hey, I'm from, uh, my name's Simba. You know, Kuna Matata. Like, they, obviously this person's from Africa, but they're going up to just like white people saying the most like 
Uh, yes. Oh, well, he's fun. His <laughs> name is Simba. Did you hear that, hon? Yeah, let's make a friendship bracelet. And they just tell you. I saw there was a TikTok, actually, that was the exact thing that happened to us in Italy, where he was just saying all the different scams. There's one in Egypt about, like, trying to get to the pyramids. There's one in yes. Rome. And the thing in Rome is they always say, hey, I love your sneakers. I'd love to give you a free bracelet. They give you the bracelet, and then they get really upset and make a huge scene when you don't pay for it, and they don't want to take it back. You know what my favorite street scam is? Like, I think I see it in Spain and Italy a lot on TikTok, is the, uh, like the shoe polish guy. What's that? He walks by with like his little like tote of shoe polish and stuff and like a little brush and he purposely drops the brush. Okay. Like while he walks next to you. So you instantly pick it up and give it to him. And then he offers to like wash your shoes for free, but then flips it back on you and says, Where's yeah. my money? Yeah. The the tourist scams are kinda out of control. There should be like a Something on the internet that just tells you every country that you go to what to look out for. Do you know the ones where the old the, ladies? The, it's like it looks like the like an old beggar woman from like a Disney movie. Yes, it's and she's so shaking and walking slow. on the point. Yeah, on point where you're like, this woman shouldn't be out here. Get her into a hospital. But that is probably a thirty year old. Girl. Oh, you don't even think it's an old woman. No, it's a. Th you can't even see the person's face. That's how like haggardly they're, yeah, they're shaking. They make good. I, I read a story one time about a guy in New York. Uh, he would wear a suit and go to Grand Central during rush hour in a suit, and just it's absolute chaos there. The trains are going. There's a million people trying to get home from work, and he would just go up to different people in suits and say, "Hey, man, I just got mugged. My wallet got stolen. Do you have twenty bucks for me so I can get a train ticket home?" And we get twenty bucks, move on to the next guy, and he said he made like thousands of dollars a day. I love that. I mean. The scam is bad, <laughs> but that's a good it's scam. It's a good scam, right? There's like no, yeah. There's no like pity involved. It's no. just like you ident you, and you're you're also like it, there's a class dynamic at play where you are in a suit and you go up to another guy and you go, "Hey, I just got mugged. I'm trying to get home. Do you have twenty bucks so I can buy a train ticket home?" Damn. And it's rush hour, so people are they're just in and out. They want to catch their train. They're moving quickly. They're distracted. It's a great way to scam people. Wow. Yeah. You almost fell for one of those scams. I think we talked about it. The, what was uh, it? The uh, white van want to buy oh, some white van speakers. Speakers speaker scam happened right outside of here. Yeah, yeah. And, and ever since I've gone around and like have told people that, like yeah. people see it now all the time. Yeah, there's there's. I think when you travel to a different place, there should be like some sort of uh, the TikToks are really a great way to learn about it. Like that woman in Italy who talks about the attention, uh, a pickpocket. So that's everyone's seen that, right? That's not yes. just like me. Okay. No, everyone's on pickpocket TikTok. <laughs> Though I actually heard the woman is kind of crazy. Like, everyone's like, I love this woman, but then like, apparently she's like an alt-right, like, crazy... Uh, a lot of Europe mm. is pretty right-wing and psycho. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. And, like, super racist and terrible. So you not only went to... I went to Dublin for a wedding. Yeah, we can recap Oh, this. that's right! I forgot you went to Dublin! I know, My I know. My gosh! I had quite a, quite a trip. You'll like this. Tell me. After the wedding, we did what I now know is called a buddy moon. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. This so sounds cool. A buddy moon. I know baby moons. I know honeymoons. I know push buddy, moons. Buddy moons. Buddy moons. Okay. So this is not a new concept, but right after the wedding, the wedding party, all the friends of the bride and the groom, they all go on a trip together right yes, after the wedding. Yes, my cousin just did this with all of their friends. They went to Greece and had a ball it's, for like weeks. It's the best. Which I was like a little on the fence about because like I don't know if it's like you've just put in all of this energy into this wedding for you guys and you've been around all these people don't you want to just go enjoy it by yourself that is one scenario this scenario was they did the wedding but it was pretty low pressure for the to do the wedding from what i understood it wasn't like that hectic yeah to book it even though it's in another country but like 
they had a wedding planner and the wedding planner just did everything. So they kind of just like had a pretty easy time. But what he did was he went into chat GPT and was like, I need 20 people to get a direct flight from Dublin to somewhere in Europe that will be uh, nice weather, easy to easily accessible with a car, a direct flight from Dublin and like a, a place that has like good places to eat or whatever. And ChatGPT gave a list of places Whoa. and Mallorca was the first one on the list. And he's like, I've never heard of it, looked into it, we're booking it. Sorry, travel agencies going out of business <laughs> for that, man. Yeah, I mean, you still need to work with it a little bit, but it was, yeah, it's really, it was a really smart idea. Whoa. So that's where we went. We did the wedding. It was super great. Um, there was, uh, I, I was saying that someone at the end of the night is has to be the person to like take their tie off and tie it around their forehead as like a ninja. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not a wedding unless someone does that. And yeah. I kept saying like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And it was me. I got so obliterated at this wedding. <laughs> but all the parents were coming up to me and like, I was like the party starter. And they were like, hey, great job tonight. You really, you really brought the nice. house down. I'm like pulling grandparents in. We did the Hora. Um, I got the chairs going. If you want to do that at your wedding, I'm your guy. Um, I think we'll be doing some Greek dancing perfect. involved. I don't know if we go up in chairs, but they definitely like, I don't know, you... It's similar to what you guys do yes. at Jewish ones. I feel like you'll have where you get a, in the circle and yes. it goes all around okay. and stuff. If you do, I've already cracked the formula for how to get people at a wedding to do it. I got it. What is the formula? Or you just have to tell every single male at the wedding that this is happening because you need like four to eight people per chair. But mm -mm. people are drinking, people are eating. So I literally told all every single male at the thing, "Hey, when you see a chair in the middle, you got to be there." And then every single person was like, oh, shit, I got to go. There you go. And then you get 20 people in the middle, and then you have enough to lift everybody up. Oh, and that's it was, the way to do it. It was great. Mallorca, great. Uh, we got an Airbnb. It was an insane villa. 20 rooms, private pool, sauna built in the place. Uh, cats on the property that were, like, already vaccinated and well-fed, and, like, they just lived outdoors. So it was, like, nice to have a little bit of cat action. And just made dinner every night, went out, went to the beaches, couldn't couldn't ask for a better trip, so I'm glad Did to be you back. Run, didn't you run into? Oh, you saw Danielle in uh, in t Tel Aviv. Yeah, yes, Tel Danielle, Aviv. your old roommate. Yeah. That was fun too. Yeah, it was nice seeing like an LA person after that whole two three week trip with like family friends, and then seeing like, oh, Danielle. Okay, I yeah. have a life in LA. I can get back to. So yeah, it was my trip. It was super fun. Nice. Um, did you meet anybody? Sure did. You did. Sure did. Get some multiple people. Uh, I, I mean, I met a lot of people. Were you on like Bumble when you were out there? No, 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 no. no, no. You're just meeting them organically. Yes. Span I, Spanish women, like oh, women of the land, or <laughs> other, uh, you know. No, tourists. I didn't meet really any. Although I will say, in this was cool in Ireland. I was having breakfast at the hotel, and there was like uh one of the servers there like looked at our table. Oh, she's actually a huge fan of your podcast. Are you the guy from Hoot and a Half? And I was like, Whoa! I was like, Yeah. And she's like, Oh my God, she's just such a fan. And I was like, Oh my God, I'd love to say hi. So I said hi to her. And uh, she loves Good Influences. She loves Hoot and a Half. I, I, I filmed the video and I sent it to the Good Influences group chat. Did I miss that? It was, yeah. She was like this nice Irish girl that I sent a video to the group chat. I think you might have responded to it. It was oh, like three, four weeks ago yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. So that was great. Then in Mallorca, at the airport, someone came up to me. Are you Mike? And I said, yes. And she watches the podcast. Turns out she was also going to Israel on the same flight that Whoa! I was, which was nice. And then in Tel Aviv, another girl, big fan of Hoot and a Half. You know, I ran into a couple big fans of the podcast, all flight attendants. Ran really? Into three flight attendants. Never in my life have I, ha have I had a flight attendant 
recognize and be a fan of the podcast. I feel like flight attendants probably have a lot of podcast listening time because they're always like kind of working, but there's a, I feel like yeah. there's a little bit of downtime listening to a podcast. It's a, and I guess it's a, like flight attendants are now like our age, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, Jared's wife is a flight attendant. That's right. Yeah. Shout out Jared and Alexa, their new baby girl, Sophia. Oh, my God. Yeah. We got to go see that baby sometime. Um, yeah, it was a great trip. Love seeing people. All my friends were like, okay, Sheffer, fucking, would you pay this girl to come up to you? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not, that's, it's, and it was very nice also uh, just being with people that like not one piece of content was made from anybody the entire time. Oh, right. Like no TikToks. No stories, no Snapchat. Because that's like, a bit exhausting sometimes when like it all kind of like revolves like, around that. When I that. came back here, the first night I went to dinner with like you know Jess and Taylor and Re- and the and entire just... time it's just TikToks <laughs> and snaps, and it's fine. But it was just like a nice um, you know return to normal. The other one thing I do want to mention about Mallorca went to this one restaurant that Emil found. It was a ten course four hour meal. Okay, that I'm out. What? Four hours? Matt, it was the best. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Was it like super gourmet? It was top top of the line. Every bite of food I had was the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. But here's the best part about it. They have a sign on the website and on the front door. No formal attire or sports jackets allowed. You have to wear something casual to be there. They're like anti-snooty, anti-classist. And it's like, if you want to get good food, you don't have to be How much was it? Uh, I think it was one fifty per person oh, for the that's meal. Not that bad. Not bad. In a, in the U.S., it'd be like six hundred bucks per person. Four hours long. Is there entertainment at all? Some magic tricks? <laughs> Give me something. No, it was just like first they take you into like a patio area where you have a, a, a drink to start. So you're like with the other people before the meal starts. So you can maybe say hi to someone. You have like twenty thirty minutes, just kind of getting the lay of the land. You're in the backyard area. Then they bring you inside, and then they just basically there's like three different staff members that each rotate. If you're doing wine, they explain the wine. They bring the different dishes. It moves pretty quick, but like each dish, you kind of want to savor, and you're with your boys. You're having a good time. You talk about it. The four hours blew by like that, and the best part was also no cell phone service in the place. It was in like oh perfect, uh, like a concrete whatever. So like no phones, just having the best time. I would go back to Mallorca just to experience that restaurant again. I've never been to Spain. It's pretty sick. So did anybody is... think that you were Spanish? No, not e- what? <laughs> because of like what? Because like of your lisp? Of my lisp? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no, I know, I know. You like you had a lisp as a child. <laughs> Comes out of game, God. like you know, but like, but I think that would be like the one like place where you would like no one would even pick up on it. Yeah, but I'm speaking English. I didn't speak Spanish. They'd be like, but... oh my gosh, your English is so good. <laughs> No, that th- I'm just giving you. <laughs> no, I know it's funny. Uh, no, I did not. Uh, I didn't speak any Spanish. I was with people. Did you do Spanish. Duolingo or anything on the way or Babel? No, the people I was with. There was a couple native Spanish speakers that I was with on the trip. They made it pretty easy. I know a little bit of Spanish. Un poquito. Vosotros. Like enough to uh, make it work. The lowest point of my trip was there was one day I was just too tired. And I didn't want to leave the house. Everyone had left the house, and you need a car, so I was there alone. And I was looking to like order food because I was so hungry. And I went on Postmates and was looking for like vegan, vegetarian food. And I'm like, I'm ordering Postmates in Europe and Spain. I'm a fucking loser. And I was looking, and the only place that served a vegetarian option for delivery was Burger King. <laughs> so I got a like a vegan Burger King meal delivered for like thirty bucks, and it was a good meal. But that would be the low, and that's not a bad low for a trip to just yeah, like get a little Burger King. Not but bad at all. Yeah, great time. Worked on my tan a little bit. I don't know if you can tell. 
<laughs> Mike, are you all right? Yeah, it's just... <sighs> yeah, I'm doing great. That was good acting, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> See, that, that was me uh, pretending to be someone who doesn't go to therapy. I think everyone needs to check out our next sponsor, Talkspace. Because you know what? Sometimes things affect us. The seasons are changing. You're going back to school. Summer's winding down. Routines are changing. Transitions can be hard. And it can leave you feeling low. But talking to a therapist could give you a real lift. If you're not sure how to get started, Talkspace makes it easy to find a therapist that you'll like. It's convenient and easy to meet online. You'll be at home where you're most comfortable, and Talkspace has made a huge difference in our lives and so many others. If you think seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist might be helpful, but you don't have the time to go and find one or even afford one, try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist, but why wait? You can get a therapist through Talkspace. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, it can help find tools to cope in difficult times, and it can really be a guiding light. Talkspace, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that is right for you, typically within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have your virtual sessions with a licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. And Talkspace can help with any specific challenges you might be facing. It is the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and much more. Talkspace is secure and private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. Talkspace is affordable and in-network with most major insurers. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash HH. So to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash HH to get $80 off your first month and to show your support of our show. That is Talkspace.com slash HH. Do, Do I look the tan? same? Do I look tan? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. A little bit. Yeah. Trying to get a little bit more sun before the wedding. Yeah. Are you going to go to the tanning bed? Or? Do you think I should? No. I mean, if you're going to do it, I would go earlier than later just in case they botch it and they like accidentally crank it up or whatever. It's get well, fucked yeah, you got to like progressively do it and stuff. I just tanning beds, I'm like, ugh. It's, I think it's like the thing that dermatologists say, if you definitely want to get skin cancer, go do a tanning bed. One of the bed. only times I go to tanning beds is when I have psoriasis, but I don't have psoriasis, but I don't know. You yeah. know, people have like tanning beds in their house. Isn't that like, wild? Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Would never. How were your trips? My, thank you for asking, Mike. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I know. I just rambled. You know what? My trips were so great, but they were so great. My only complaint is that nothing went wrong. Same thing with my bachelor party. How is that a complaint? Uh, because I wish I had some crazy ass stories to tell you about. Mm. My cousin got married in New York. Yes. Beautiful wedding. Married. Is mayor just got married to this amazing guy, Alex. My cousin, it's interesting. My cousins were American born, American raised up until they were about like eight or ten, and then they moved to Australia for mm-hmm. like twelve years. And when they came back, they all had like Australian accents. It's but now two of them have moved back to the States. They still kind of like talk a little Australian, but my cousin is still, you know, full on Australian, friends with tons of Australians who live in New York, marrying this guy. Had the most perfect wedding weekend in New York. You know, you always see weddings in New York 
and you're like, I just want to go to one there. Yeah. Nobody gets married also in L.A. It was I feel in, like no one ever gets married in L.A. proper. That doesn't happen. Was this wedding in New York City, Manhattan? It, well, it was in Long Island City, right by the Queensboro Bridge. Okay, so not Manhattan. Not Manhattan, okay. but like the welcome party was down in the Lower East Side. We yep. did the whole Central Park recovery brunch and everything. Oh, that's so fun. Um, but it was in Long Island City, right by the Queensboro Bridge. Weather, it, weather appropriate? Uh, weather agreed with everybody? Dude, the weather out there was incredible. That's amazing. It was perfect. Every time I've been in New York, it's usually freezing cold or stupidly hot. Yes. And so perfect weather. Felt like L.A. Um, and it was at this place called The Foundry. And if you're a big fan of the show Girls, this is where uh, at season one at season one finale where Jessa has that surprise wedding and Shoshana shows up and she realizes she's wearing white and like is freaking out about it. Iconic venue. Yeah. Gossip Girl's been shot there. A bunch of other like romantic comedies. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. We had a blast. And uh, it was I. It was honestly a perfect weekend. And then right when I got back from New York, I uh, had to go to Napa. Wine country. Wine country. Have you ever been there? Yes. You have been to Napa? Yes. Well, why'd you go to Napa? I did a... California trip with a YouTuber I used to work with. We did like a whole California oh, road trip. Did you go up to wineries and stuff? We did. Yeah, it was super fun. Do you know your wine? No, not I. Do you wish you knew your wine better? I don't care about. Well, you wine. like your coffee. I just figured I you know, would like I, I actually ha- have a sense of like uh, a thing for wine. Maybe when you're older. I have, but that's the thing. I have my coffee. Like I don't need another thing. Yeah, true. Did you watch the movie Sideways before? I did watch the movie Sideways, but Sideways Pino is... Pinot Grigio, or whatever Yeah, don't have the Merlot. Don't drink uh, the Merlot. Yeah, and Merlot sales like plummeted after Sideways movie. is a fantastic film. I, I need to rewatch not a lot, it. Uh, not a lot of people watch uh, Sideways, um, but Sideways is actually set in Solvang, like right outside of Santa Barbara. It's not wine... It's not Napa. Is that the like Dutch town? Yes, the I one that looks that like yeah, it's like a uh, it it's looks that, like it's the Shire. Yes, or like it's like out of a, very like Tudor buildings yes. and like windmills and I stuff. Love that very place. Czechoslovakian uh, vibe. It's gorgeous yes. out there. Love it there. Um, so, but we went to Napa. Uh, I've only been to Napa once before when I was like a freshman in high school, and we only went to like Mum and Sterling, and I couldn't drink anything. But this was a trip that was organized by like Patricia's dad. Yes, um, and his best friends. Um, and they planned this out perfectly. And it was all with their sons, their son-in-laws. It's cool because now I'm included. I'm in, a son-in-law. In the family. And it was nonstop. We went to so we went to about three winery vineyards a day. Were my boys uh, Philip and Crawford there? Hell yeah, they were. Oh, wow. Sick. It was perfect. And we went to all of those vineyards. We had a really great time. And man, you, dude, wineries are really interesting places. Yeah. Because it's like the... You know, it's always so interesting. You learn about the story of who who made this. And yes. it's some rich guy who had a lot of money that just wanted to start another business. And they want to get into wine. And for me, if I had all that money, the last thing I want to do is worry about cultivation, farming, <laughs> chemistry, stressing out about weather. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of people do the farming work to get out of it and never have to farm again. These guys, like, have made it and then they want to stress out about uh, making wine. I- 
feel like when you get to that level, though, the stress is sort of maybe passed down the the pay chain a little right, bit. Right, right. They're I not know. actually worried. They're hiring people to run those things, and maybe they're a little yes. involved. But I mean, we went to that one winery with Jason, where you met that tall guy named Matt. Oh yeah, Matt McKinney. Shout yeah. out to McKinney uh, Vineyards. Yeah, like that. Those are the best kind of places, though. Out of all of the vineyards to go to, go yeah. to the boutique, family-owned ones. You will have so much more of an intimate experience. The bigger and bigger a wine uh, label is. I did enjoy the experiences there. You didn't want to go to the Barefoot Winery? Oh, Yellowtail, <laughs> the Franzia Farm? No. I would. I mean, those are like bottom of the barrel, but I'm talking about like Camus, Silver Oak, which were actually really great tours. It just kind of felt like almost like going into the Apple Store like mm-hmm. to buy some wine. Right. It's almost more like when you go to the – have you been to the Guinness yes. thing in, in Dublin? Yes. Yeah, it's more of a museum than like a factory. Correct. You're not actually seeing the things, how they're made. It's more just like. But yeah. it was so cool getting to go down the vines, yep. uh, uh, pluck a grape off of its vine, yeah. and eat it. It's really also like a great thing to do with like romantic partners too. Just going to a yeah. winery and like having a weekend there. And, and I really thought, oh, three days. I'm really gonna get my palate down for wine and all the different flavors, dude. dude after days? you are like a bit, tr- after you've had. Your eighth glass of wine at your second vineyard on the first day, a lot of it starts tasting the same. A lot of it. Yeah. But um, I I bought a good amount of wine. You've seen that documentary, Psalm? I love that documentary. Yeah. Uh, for the people who don't know, Psalm is a documentary about people. Uh, it follows four or five guys who are are training to become sommeliers. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. It's always a, one of those sommelier. words. Sommelier. Sommelier, but I always want to add a little French to it. I don't think it's... Sommelier. Som. And those are people who basically are wine experts. They are the people that a restaurant hires to um, keep track of all the wine, find the perfect wine pairings for their uh, meals and meals. dishes. And also advise on wine choices based on what the customers are ordering. Like at fancier restaurants, there's... The person taking your order, but there's also the sommelier who will be a separate person just to talk about the wine. Yeah. And they'll like pair the wine, and that's a really tough test to become a sommelier. And there's different levels to it as yes. well. But yep. just even getting the first level is so intense. You have to go in and blindly taste a wine, identify which region it's from in the world, yep. what year it's from, what season it was grown in, what the elevation is, just based on the flavor of the wine. It's just a blind test of like five different wines. It's a pretty nutty profession. But I admire people who like have mastered that palate. Of getting it down. I used to be a little bit like flat earth about that. Like they're all they're all in on the scam. This is not real. There's you no think way so? I kinda I, get that vibe too. That it's like there's just no way you can take a glass of wine and be like, Yeah, this is France from the northern region, grown in the winter with these kind of grapes and this kind of dirt. So it must be this. Like there's thousands of different wines, maybe even hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands. How on earth is a human being tasting one and knowing all those details just from a glass. Because they studied it. But how, but how different could they really be? <sighs> I, I just can't even fathom having the skill to do that. Maybe it's because I'm just being a hater because I don't have the skill. But, like, couldn't they all just be in on it? And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll pass this person. Well, if you watch the documentary some, not all of them get it. I know, but I'm saying maybe they're just picking and choosing. They're like, yeah, we don't like this guy. Let's not. Uh, you know, like they're, just, they're all making it up. Maybe. Maybe. But that's a really do great. Do you know a sommelier? Uh. Yes, I have a friend whose dad is one, and I know a girl from college who's now married to one. Like, are they all just getting away with something? <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. Maybe I don't we know. should just pay. Do you th- what if we got our, like, psalm badges? If we tried to do it? Yeah. I don't we, think like, we could do it. I don't think we, I think you have to do it when you're, like, 
younger and I, you think you do it now? Yeah, of course, dude. People get it in their forties and fifties. Oh, and stuff. really? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. The thing is, there's just a lot of history you have to do as well. You have to know the geography of all of France, all of Argentina, all of the wine country that is in the United States. Like Gary Vaynerchuk, before he was Gary V. Was, think, is he a song? Yeah, he like he went on Conan O'Brien in like 2004. As as a wine guy, yeah, and like winelibrary.com or yes. whatever, yeah, and he would have like he had like Conan eating like dirt from different places and <laughs> yeah. like licking a limestone, yeah, stuff. and he's like, this is how you actually learn what these flavor profiles are. When someone says, oh, this has a, an earthy quality, well, what does that mean? Fucking eat dirt in your mouth and try it, and maybe that is a true way to figure out like how to get your taste buds going. But I don't know. Props to Psalms. I don't know if I could do it though. I would rather get into stuff like. Movies, music, stuff True. that like has an actual. I'm just yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I think I really solidified my my wine uh, tasting. Just what I need more pretentious things for me to talk about in life, because <laughs> you know that's just the Matt King way, right? Yeah, a little obnoxious, a little bit. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the wine trip, we went to the Cal Berkeley Auburn game. Where was that? It was at. Cal Berkeley. Where is Berkeley. that? Berkeley's on the other side of the bay. You know how there's like, you know, at the bottom of the bay is like San Jose, and then you go up San Francisco. Across is Berkeley and Oakland and like Richmond. And Where's all. Napa? Napa is. Did nor- you fly there from here? Like you, what? Do you flew from here? I flew from LA to San Francisco, and then oh. we had a driver that took us from San Fran all the way to Napa. I mean, you could land in Napa, but I think that's a pretty expensive flight to get there. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's gorgeous out there. Truly gorgeous. Yeah. Like these, those people, though, who are living out in Napa are living their best lives. 100%. Like getting to drive around farms, growing wine. How romantic is that? Yeah. You know, it's like the parent trap vibe. <laughs> I really wanted to go to the Staglin Winery. So the Staglin Winery is where they shot the parent trap. And I wish I said in the beginning of the trip, the guys were asking, like, what vineyards does everyone want to visit? Oh. I was, like, too shy because I didn't know the whole group that well. I thought there's no way that we will end up in Rutherford in Napa Valley. Mm. Two of the places we went to, we drive by and the like, parent trap that's place. It, that's it, that's it. But apparently I heard that when you go to the Staglin Vineyard, you can't go up to the house. Mm. But when I was at the hotel, there were all of these uh, people there who were in town to go to a party at Staglin, like, that night. To in party at the Parent Trap House. Wow! I was like, "Damn, I wish I got that invite." What was it? Just is it someone's house now? Just someone owns it? Uh, yeah, it's the or, Staglin family. They just own it, but you don't go up into you know the. But the party was in the house. The party was at the house. Oh, that's pretty at cool. At the pool, maybe. If anyone here knows, if people. you guys know anyone at Staglin, please invite me up. I know <laughs> they do a lot of great work for mental health, and uh, would love to be part of one of those charity balls. So when did you get back? Um, got back uh, Sunday. Okay. Got back Sunday chilled been watching movies and all of that and get my life back together our place right now is packed to the ceilings with boxes from our wedding registry it's pretty crazy it's like christmas but you don't know if you should like open up the presents just yet right why not of course you should do you think so what are you waiting for i guess we're waiting to be married you know we're waiting for you know uh you so i i'm very curious do you think you should wait until uh the wedding's over to open up all the stuff I am not the etiquette guy. I don't know the actual answer to this. In my view, if someone has given you a gift, what is the reason to not open it? We're not children. <laughs> I guess so. I think we just really got to organize and make sure we know which gift is from who and write that down in a database. Or like because... take a notion or something and take a photo and write who it's from. And <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. we've had some we've opened up and we like 
lost the receipt and we like can't find but did, it doesn't it tell you on the registry who bought what i think so but because we like link through so many different things there's been some we maybe aren't sure of hmm. and maybe hopefully that person typed it in sometimes the person pays for it but they oh. don't write like a little message or something but it's really exciting though like getting a bunch of bowls and <laughs> and silverware and cups just yeah. starting fresh yeah you know I, i'm with you We'll be right back after a quick word from today's sponsor, Rocket Money. One of our favorites, Rocket Money, is something I have been using probably for over a year now. Just last week, I went in and said, hey, here's the subscription you've been paying for. Are you still using this? And in fact, I wasn't. Oh, it is the worst feeling when you realize you have been paying for something you didn't even know about. But trust me, it is the best feeling when you finally identify it and cut it out of your life and know that you are saving money. And thanks to Rocket Money, it has brought me so much clarity of mind, knowing that I'm way more in control of my finances. And this is happening to a lot of people. The average person has about 12 paid subscriptions and sometimes some of those paid subscriptions they did not even know they were paying for. So if you have no idea how much you're spending each month, you need Rocket Money. It's this great app that tracks all of your expenses so you know exactly where your money is going. It blew my mind when I found this out, but did you know that over 80% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about? Think about how many free trials, free trials that you subscribe to that you never canceled. They get you, oh, they say try one week free and then $7.99 a week after that. Uh-oh. It's I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money because it catches all of those things. When I sign up for free trials, I'm not worried because I'm gonna get reminded, hey, are you still paying for this? No. Let's cancel it. Rocket Money has truly saved me so much money. So once again, guys, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel any subscriptions you don't want with the press of a button. There's no more long hold times or annoying calls with customer service. Rocket Money does it all for you. They can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. With over three 3 million users and counting Rocket Money customers have saved an average of $720 a year. Woo! So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash hoot. That's rocketmoney.com slash hoot. Rocketmoney.com slash hoot. Check them out. Visit the link. Click the link in the description. Download Rocket Money. You won't regret it. And now back to the episode. Um, and like, yeah, I can't believe that the wedding is coming up so soon. And, and we feels... have, we have some other exciting stuff you and I are working on. We're doing two more videos for the Melch man. Oh my. And this song is great, right? I can't wait to get to our brainstorming session yes. after this. We have a really great concept, um, coming up for his new song. Do we say what song it is? I don't think it's available yet. And this is going to come out like, I thought he just teased it on his Instagram. <laughs> That's about all we'll say. Okay. But yeah, that's really exciting. We're uh, Matt and I are directing and filming Adam Elcher's next music video, which will be two two different videos actually. Isn't it wild that we're on our third music video? I know. Here? It feels like it. It just we're just going. Hoot and a half studios, baby. I know. Are we a legit business yet? Do we need to start like making a whole team and a website for that? <laughs> building that out? Yeah, let's build a website. I. You know what I keep thinking about is the thing that you were like. I mean, it's a long time away, but. The Daniels, that they Who started made everything everywhere all I, at once. Like for me, when we still, when we were like we're first talking about this, like I just thought about it as a fun, like side project, like a fun thing for me and you to do. Why not? Like it's super fun. We'll, it'll we'll have a good time. But the fact that there's like actually a career, maybe pivot out of this. 
pretty interesting. We need to start building that like a big team. I uh, <laughs> should we ask people to send in if they think that they're good enough to like join the Hoot and Half Studios team. Uh, what are they going to do? I don't know. I feel like we could use like an art director and a color. That's, that's what we're doing, bud. Yeah, I guess so. We're, that's why we're we're but the guys. You think the Daniels know how to do all of that? They also had good people who executed their vision too. When we, when we get to, you know. When Scorsese calls us up and says, hey, you guys, I want you to direct my next short, then we'll hire some people. But Scorsese out here making shorts? Maybe. If he, if he, I saw that Hoot and a Half video those guys did. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do a Scorsese. Uh, I did just watch the movie Chinatown for the first time. You ever oh, seen that? No, that's the one that Will gets onto me all the time to watch it. I know it's Jack Nicholson, Faye Dunaway, and it's like a, it's a noir. It's great. Yeah, I know it's a perfect film. I just haven't got around to it. Okay, well, I have a funny take on it, but I'll tell you after you watch it. Okay. I told it to Brandon Calvillo and Jack Martin, and they thought it was insane that I had this take on it. So I'm curious if you'll have the same one after after you watch it. Interesting. I've seen some pretty good films lately. Well, let's share. Oh, Let's gosh, hold on. I don't know where my phone is. You got to get your uh, letterboxed up. Last film I watched last night was called In the Fade. Um, it's a German movie. It came out in 2017, but it's with uh, Diane Kruger. Do you know who that actress is? She's from Inglorious Bastards. Yes, Inglorious Bastards and National Treasure. She's like the blonde. Is that the because love Nick, Nicolas Cage movie? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> huh? You, you never... know I haven't seen any of these like pop, pop what culture. What were you doing when you were like 10 or 11 years old? That was like... Everyone was seeing that film, Mike. You learn about history, not even a history teacher. The only, can I tell you what I know about that movie? What? When I was in the mall, bef- like years before that movie came out, this woman came up to me and one of my friends at the mall and goes, hey, you guys want to make 50 bucks? And I was like, hell yeah. I was like maybe 11 years old. And she's like, okay, come with me. And we went into this room in the mall, which was like, I mean, hindsight, Probably should have just said no to a stranger who said you want to make 50 bucks. Uh-huh. But she was running uh, a family focus fe- group. Oh, I was like, a family feud survey? No, no. It was a focus group. And she's like, we're going to play a movie trailer for you. And afterwards, we're going to ask you a few questions. And they played me a movie trailer for this movie, National Treasure. And that's the only thing I've seen of that movie is that original Whoa. trailer. And I remember her asking specifically, she's like, are you excited to see this movie? And I said, kind of. And she goes, does Nicolas Cage make you want to see this movie? And I said, yeah, I know who he is. And then she says, does the title card that says a Jerry Bruckheimer production mean anything to you? And I said, no, <laughs> absolutely not. And she goes, uh-huh, okay. Does uh, the name National Treasure mean anything to you? And I was like, yeah, it sounds like a fine film. Those are the three questions I remember, but I will never forget the name Jerry. A year-old Mike going, fine, it, would be, it sounds like a fine film. Jerry Bruckheimer, I love a good Jerry Bruckheimer production. <laughs> like, as if an 11-year-old. Is that really his name? Jerry Bruckheimer. Wow, you really remember it. He's, no, he's like a oh, huge, huge movie pro- producer. Oh, whoops, sorry, Jerry. <laughs> That's, but he's, it's not like. Do you uh, think he maybe set up this entire survey? <laughs> It's like go out there do 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 a bunch of research. See, see if the, if the see kids, if the kids really are know into Jerry Bruckheimer. I mean, that's like nowadays. You know, A twenty four is a production company. If people say A twenty four at the beginning, they're like, oh shit, this is going to be good. I feel like Jerry was just trying to get on that trend back well, in the nineties. Me and Will are going to force you to see that film. Will what? has that. Will National Treasure. Yeah, that's like Will's Back to the Future for you. <sighs> oh, Hannah got me uh, Back to the Future on VHS for my birthday. Badass. You yeah. didn't own it. Uh, this whole time, I thought you owned it. No. I would have bought it for you. No, it's okay. It's okay. Sorry, Mike. Well, back to what I was originally talking about. <laughs> I watched In the Fade. 
It's very good. It's a German film. It's on Hulu with Diane Kruger. Check it out. I watched Annihilation. Wasn't a big fan of that. River Wild on Netflix with Adam Brody and Taryn Killam and Leighton Meester, whatever her name Terry is. Terry Gilliam? Yeah, the guy. Taryn Gilliam. No. I don't know who that is. He's on SNL. Or he was. That was pretty good. Mm. And No Hard Feelings, Jennifer Aniston. No, Jennifer Lawrence. No Hard Feelings was good? Yeah, it was fun. I remember reading that they had a lot of trouble promoting that movie for some reason. How so? Like I don't I feel like audiences just like weren't excited about it. They spent a lot of money on marketing and it was like supposed to be your big comeback, but like I thought she really... did a really great job. Oh, is Adrian Brody like dad now when he plays this movie? He's he... still so cool. But is he I mean, like, he plays he a like... really evil dark character in this, which is kinda interesting to see. But is he like dad aged or is he like no, still a young guy? Uh, he still looks good. Okay. To me, I mean he's got he's got like face tats in this movie. Oh. But uh, dude, Adrian Brody? Wait. No, dude, I'm not talking about Adrian Brody. Talking about Adam Brody. I'm sorry, I, we're both thinking about this. The guy from the OC. Yeah. Okay, that's who I was thinking of too. But Adrian Brody is that's the when you were Wes Anderson guy. Yes. No. Yes. 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 Adam Brody is who. The, okay. We're, we're both thinking about Adam Brody. You know, he's like just so the OC. He's Seth so Cohen. Southern California, like cool. Seth Cohen. When I was a kid, I wanted to be him like so hard, but it was impossible. I was just a kid <laughs> in like the Texas suburbs, just trying to think I could how could I be that cool it was a, it was good representation for me in like eighth grade or whenever when the OC was on and it's like wow a Jewish guy is like the hot guy in a TV show that all the he is Jewish yeah he's that's oh. like the whole big thing in the OC they have Chris Maka, he's dating the non-Jewish girl I never watched the OC oh I wasn't okay. allowed to why I don't know too much like sex and drinking and partying and drugs it is it's it was like uh euphoria back then of like that's how you know <laughs> oh my god yeah. they're drinking the and doing scandal. drugs Oh, and Misha Barton was in that too. Gosh, that was a good show. Even though I never watched it. Oh, I hung um, out in in Tel Aviv with someone that you know too. Misha Barton? No. Oh. Uh, I wait. You ran into someone in Tel Aviv who knew me. No, it's Danielle's friend who you've met that you said you you would love your kid to be him because he went to Westlake and UT. Uh, yes. Uh, Noah, Noah something. Yes. Noah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like tall I, Jewish It's been kid. a long time since I've seen him, but that's, yes. That's what he said. He's like, oh, Matt King. And then Danielle was like, yeah, Matt said he wishes his son was him. And I was like, why? Because he has good LinkedIn credentials. And they were like, what is that? I was like, he went to a good high school, went to a good college. And he was like, yeah, he went to Harvard Westlake, yeah. went to UT. I just like a good little Harvard Westlake UT boy. Yeah. If I could get my kids into Harvard Westlake out here. That's, that was funny. That was a nice uh, thing in Israel. She talked to me too. That's pretty good. The a scary movie? Yeah. Why? I don't want to see it. Okay. 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 Chinatown was good. I would highly suggest you watch that. Okay. Uh, we'll watch Chinatown. Also I a great show on Netflix, um, Suits. <laughs> I actually have been kind of tempted to watch it. Dude, just to it's see what just the put it on when you're folding laundry. It's, you just have to know it's cringe. The I, first few episodes also of season one are like ultra cringe. I mean, it gets spooky better. season. I want people to die. I, I not <laughs> that was also nuts how like in the middle of August people are already starting like Halloween stuff. I do not like that. I'm very conflicted about my Halloween village this year. I don't know where if I'm you gonna, gonna do put it, it. Pro- right there, probably. But a very smaller version, it will not be as big as my others in the past. It'll be like a what's the word? Like a not a demo version, but just a uh, Yeah, just a little mini. A retrospective. Yeah, a little bit. I think it's just gonna be pure trick-or-treat villages and all of that. But, are you, are you oh. gonna get trick-or-treaters in this house here? No. You, th- you know what we're, we're gonna do Halloween at this year is Will and Will Arden's, Arden's house. And can we go to Toluca Lake and walk around? 
Do you want to? I've I done love that. It. Do you? Okay, but are we a little too old for that? Are we? At, I've gone twice, and both years it was just like, wow, these people really have outdone themselves. We can't do that on Halloween. We can't do no, no, the no. trick or like just the week go. Before. Oh yes, yes. Okay, all no, about no, that. No, no, I've done. Halloween. I've done Toluca Lake. On not Halloween. on Halloween. For the people who don't know, Toluca Lake is this neighborhood where a lot of celebrities, a lot of big movie producers live in, and they go balls to the wall with their Halloween decorations. Like, it's absurd the uh, level of commitment these houses go. It Because they also probably have access to, like, all these art departments and prop departments. So their, their front yards and their whole house. Yes. It's like going to Disney World. I'm pretty sure that, like, I'm curious on when they, like, sell people houses, like, on that street, if they're like, okay, you got to know. Halloween's pretty big here, but <laughs> and if you don't decorate it, someone's going to be coming up and decorating it for you. I'm just telling you. I feel like some houses skip it, but yeah, that's probably something they should inform you of. It's like part of the HOA. Yeah. You get fined if you don't do it. <laughs> Were you allowed to go trick or treating? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But although the Jewish school would always send out flyers of like, this is a pagan holiday, and you shouldn't let your kid dress up and don't go out on Halloween and like. That's the fun. That's the where, where's all the fun. I saw in a that? TikTok of that of like it was a Christian mom and she's like, well, we don't celebrate Halloween, but we do eat candy and, and dress up. And the guy just goes, <laughs> you celebrate Halloween. That's what it is, man. Which is kind of, yeah, it's no one's really doing like the pagan side of it. It's just, yeah, it's a fun little American Did you trick holiday. or treat in your neighborhood or did you go to the wealthier neighborhoods to get the better treats? No. Even no, though I feel like that's a bit of a myth. In, yeah, it was really, always in our neighborhood. Yeah. Just like around the block. And it, I mean, it was that was truly a great life highlight as a kid. Just really get to be an adult. You go and walk around. You get to go to people's houses. You got to interact with adults. Like, I think it's a good character building What was exercise. your favorite Halloween costume you ever did? As a kid or as an adult? Oh, as a kid and as an adult. I don't really remember. I feel like as a kid, it was pretty low effort. I didn't really care that much to dress up. As you know, I'm not a big Halloween guy. Yeah. But I feel like my costume last year might have been my favorite, the Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. That was perfect. Yours was great. The blank check with the poster. Oh, thank you. That, that was, was for like a 90s party. That wasn't like for Halloween day. Okay. If we're splitting hairs here, I guess. Yeah. Just, just letting you know. It was, it was a good costume regardless. Thank you, Mike. Do you have your uh, KJP yeah. False elections. Oh yeah, set? all they they all came through. Oh, really already... fire sweaters. Yeah, absolutely. I, I noticed we're in a hat now. What's this hat? Oh, it says Pumpkin King. Whoa! Oh, from look at KJP. That. That's a KJP. Yeah, dude. KJP makes the best like seasonal like sweaters. Like like I still have that fall one from last year. I got to bust it out. I know. I was thinking about trying to get that one as well. The one that I have. Yeah, and there was also some fall pants ones with like little leaves and stuff. Oh, that's I, have, nice. I have the pumpkin pants. Where the hell is that sweater? I feel like I haven't seen it. Isn't in my that closet. the worst feeling when you like think of a Piece article of clothing? of clothing that you know you haven't seen in forever and you're like did I've, i leave that at somebody's house i don't i feel like i Do you haven't think seen you left that it at david's house i, I always feel like exactly i leave something of. at david's house and i think i'm gonna get it back and then it's gone my mega yacht uh sweatshirt is at david's house i just texted mega yacht jacob today oh I really? Want, i want to go to the shop this week can we go i'll go Do you want to go i would love to i love going there sick also uh elio Lives in L.A. now. No way. And wants to hang out. She hit me up on Instagram. <gasps> is she doing shows at all, too? I think so. I'm sure she will. I would love to And hear Adam what... and Leve playing in L.A. also. Badass. Do you see Leve's uh, album, L-A-U-F-E-Y, is the artist. She's the number two album in the world right now, just after Olivia Rodrigo. Her jazz album. It's like the number one debut of a jazz album in Spotify history. Number two album in all of Spotify, just underneath Olivia Rodrigo. Whoa. And Do you like Olivia Rodrigo's new album? Can't say I've heard it. Dude, it's good. It is good. I just know Tristan at your bachelor party. He was just speaking in Olivia Rodrigo. The album wasn't out yet. 
but the singles were. Oh yeah, yeah. And why yeah. can't two people just reconnect? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Okay, Tristan, enough. But there are some damn good songs on it. You saw Jack Coyne just had her on his uh, TikTok show. What? Yeah, the you know like the, the word on the street thing. Yeah, he about the like listening to songs like, <laughs> yeah. Olivia is, he like, is he signed with like CAA or like something? No, nah, he's just Jack Coins plugged in, man. Damn. Yeah, and he did uh he did the big tennis player. Uh oh my god. Who's the tennis player that everyone loves? Uh Coco Guaf? No, the guy, the old guy. No uh, old. Alcaraz? No. Oh my god. What? Federer. 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 Roger Federer. Yes. He was on uh Jack Coin show too. Jack Coin's crushing it. Oh, but I went to the U.S. Open, by the way. I saw that. Yeah, you got, got tickets. tickets. Got tickets. The whole family $9, did. $9,000. Oh, our seats were in the top of the top. Oh. Also, every time you go to the U.S. Open, it's not that crowded. There's so many seats there that are available. Really? It was never sold out. I don't know, maybe even the final was game. It, was suit? it worth going even though the seats were that far away? I feel like yes, tennis is pretty yes. easy to watch. It's, it's wild how you can hear their grunts yeah. all the way from down there. Because it's, so, it's the only sport that's just not the only one, but one of the only that's just... Silent, and then collapse when it's happening. But like, you go to an NBA game, you go to a football game. They got music playing; it's loud. Announcers, but tennis and golf, like these sports where it's quiet, mm-hmm. really intimate to go. You really feel like you're there. I love watching. I think tennis is the best individualized sport. I mean, next to golf, but golf, you're still competing against a rank of like a bunch of people at the right. same time. It's a true one-on-one battle. Yep, it's cool, and it's oh, there's something that's I I love about tennis. Yes. Oh, and their drink though, the honey deuce. What's the honeydew? So you know how like you have like a mint julep when you go to the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> I don't know that, but sure. Every like big event has like a signature cocktail. What's football? Bud Light. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it is Bud Light, but uh, it was the honeydew. It was delicious. Huh. It tasted like the end of like a grape snow cone, hmm. if that made sense. All right. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I saw Ella there. Oh yeah, you saw Ella in New York. Yeah, at, oh, no, at, oh, the, she US was at Open. the U.S. Open. At the U.S. Open, because she's friends with that one big tennis player. Yes, uh, Bertini, who I had no clue was that big of a tennis player when I met him. I Dude. was like, "Oh, what do you do? You're tall like me." Hey, he's you like, met he's him like, at I'm the like, U.S. Open. No, I met him at David's house. He's like, "Oh, I'm a tennis player." I'm like, "Cool." I look up his like career earnings, eighteen million dollars. No, he's was, like one of the best in the world, and he's also like when you go to the airports, he's like one of those big billboard guys on all the. What's his name? Um, Matteo Barantini. Matteo. I, I was like, oh, Matt, Matteo. Hey, <laughs> tomato, tomato, Matteo. And he was like, all right, dude. We'll be right back after a quick word from today's sponsor, AG1. That's right. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I could not stop hearing all of my friends talk about it, all the benefits they were getting, how great they were feeling, how much they felt like they were more in control of their health and their body, and I've loved it since I started taking it. I was really not liking all the pills and vitamins that I was taking, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, and AG1 has done exactly that. I drink AG1 first thing in the morning, so I know I got it in my body, it's working, I feel great, it makes me energized, I feel like I'm taking care of my body, it's part of my morning routine, I do my meditation, my cold plunge, my Wim Hof breathing, and my AG1, and truly, it has changed my life for the better. And trust me, I understand, guys. It's really hard to keep up with all the supplements and the routine that comes with a bunch of different products. It's hard to know who to trust when it comes with starting a supplement, but AG1 makes that so much easier. And since I've been taking AG1, I've noticed an overall feeling of health, energy, support for my own mental clarity, improved digestion especially, and also some focus as well. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? 
AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to complicate your routine. AG1 is a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. They have raised the standard for quality in the supplement category. AG1 helps you build your health, foundation first. AG1 is delivered every month, so it's super easy to make it a daily habit. It's just always there, always stocked. I'm never running low. I always trust that it's arriving on time, and it does. I also get the single-serving AG1 travel packs, so I never miss a day. We were just traveling, both of us. I mix the powder into an ice-cold water, drink it first thing in the morning, and that's it. With AG1, taking care of my body each day is really that simple. So if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash hoot. Once again, that is drinkag1.com slash hoot. Check it out. Now back to the episode. Nice Did you see you. Kyle Gordon just had a TikTok with Ed Sheeran? Yes, and, it's and like Courtney the, Cox then yeah. walks up and but do the, it. The bit is so good. The dad who doesn't know he's meeting a famous guy. What do you do? They're still paying <laughs> your beer and hot dogs. Nice, he got in the picture. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's in the picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kyle Gordon um, I, is he going to be on SNL? I don't know. You I think, think they'll? That's yeah. That he's good like, friends. If you guys don't know who Kyle Gordon is, he's one of Mike and I's like favorite. Uh, He's talk like comedians. mainstream now. He fucking with the A DJ Crazy Times. Yeah, have some noise. He did. He opened up for the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, that shit is like mainstream I think now. He, I think he's gonna do it at the MTV BMAs tonight. That would be so sick. Definitely. He seems like he's been doing. Does he follow you? Yes, he does. Wow. I think he followed me. Maybe this is true. I bought one of his T-shirts a long time ago. That was. It looks like Dare, but it's like turn it, turn it, turn that off. It's rated R. And <laughs> that's such. That's such a funny shirt. I bought after I bought his shirt. He followed me on TikTok, so I was like, oh, shoot. And I maybe I messaged him once or twice. I don't know. God, he's. I'm just so happy that he's been as successful as he is. Because like, when we first started watching him, I thought he might have been like pretty niche. And like his humor is pretty like, specific. Yeah. Like 1920s baseball guy. But, I mean, It's interesting how like, TikTok, some people will like still be busting out content all the time. And they don't get it. And then it's like... Bam! Through yeah. the roof. Yep. Like Veronica, she lately, her past five ones have gone crazy viral. Really? Have you not seen them? No. Oh, dude, I got to send them to you. I follow or her. We'll I don't really up. go on TikTok as much anymore, but I see her on Instagram all the time. I've been, I know, dude. TikTok, I'm getting like really sucked in sometimes, and I'm trying to like. I, I deleted off end my of the, phone. At the end of the night, I just try to rewatch the motivational ones that you've saved yeah just to kind of like reset reset refamiliarize yourself with the good things rather than keep stimulating uh, uh, yourself my algorithm i think is also a little i'm just like every fucking other tiktok is tiktok shop when the second i see that little tiktok shop at the bottom i'm like this is an ad oh, i don't want i know someone's like showing you a cool product like i was watching this one that was like some new anchor charger where you could charge your phone and everything and i thought it was like this new breaking uh, ground technology and it was just like no it was just a fucking ad yeah and it's like some people are just so good at hooking you in with like something that's going to be interesting and then it's just buy this i i really like uh i mean i'm going to sound like such a boomer but instagram reels my algorithm is better on reels than it is on tiktok like i'm getting more stuff that i like guitar players and like interesting science facts and just things that i like more on reels and tiktok is just Here's like oh, here's Zane's always a, a reels guy. Zane's always sending me reels. He's never sending me TikToks. I think I think the the tides changed a little bit. I also, gotta, I'll dive in. You know what? Reddit has a like its own TikTok like feature. So if you go into a Reddit of like oddly satisfying or oh. 
Yeah. Like, oddly satisfying or, I don't know. Um, All the subreddits have their own accounts or you go to their likes of the subreddits? No, you just, like, click on the subreddit. And if you click on an individual item in the subreddit, that's, you, that is a video. So let's call you it. You have to pay for. No, oh. it's just the regular. Um, let me see here. So, like, oddly satisfying is a, is a Reddit that I follow. So you press on the video. So this is oddly satisfying. Okay, and then, and then now you just we now you swipe up. up and I'm just going to. Hot damn. And it's, you know, sometimes we get some duds, but what's cool about Reddit is, like, it's stuff that's been upvoted. So it's basically going to be similar to how TikTok has, like, viral stuff. You'll just start. And they'll also throw stuff that, like, is from other subreddits in here, too. Cool. So, you know. check it out. But the thing that I found, I've said this a few times already, but deleting TikTok off your phone for, like, a week at a time, you really realize how much your just default is to go and open it. Like, oh, going to the bathroom, waiting in line, like. My new, like, when I'm bored, I don't want to go on TikTok, but I'm trying to find a new app to get lost in is, tr- uh, like, Zillow or Trulia. That's a good one. But I don't look for houses in my neighborhood. I like typing in just random cities. Yeah. Like, I, I go through my head and I go, let's look at... Spokane, Washington. Yes. Show me all the houses in Spokane, Washington. Sure. Like, I'll go... Or I love going through, like, towns in Connecticut and Oregon, and you just, like, discover these beautiful homes out there. Yeah. It's a it's a good one. I Wikipedia is also a good app to have. Oh, I'm on Wikipedia every day, man, <laughs> dude. And you know what? Is it just me? I'm such a or when I go on Wikipedia, sometimes I just love scrolling to someone's personal life just to see like if they have like drama or anything. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. That, that's always like my first section I go to is like personal life or like controversies. You're like, ooh, what they do? Yeah, yeah. I love just figuring out why people are the way they are and how they got to where they are. Yeah, there's also like the whole blue link thing. Of if your parents have a blue link in your Wikipedia, yep, that's a funny one. Uh, question: Do you have a library card? I used to when I lived in New York, but not in LA. I've been kind of wanting to get a library card. I didn't realize with library cards you can get access to so many things, movies, like free audiobooks, free yes. uh, uh, Kindle books. Yep. You can rent out instruments from your library. Yep. Yeah, it's great. I didn't realize that, that libraries have. So many more benefits and to like just magazines, checking out a book. If you want to, if you're like Rolling Stone subscription and you know Esquire, do you or whatever. subscribe to any magazines? No, I used to. I kind of wish I did. I feel like I should. Do you think I would like the New Yorker more or uh, article? What's article? Isn't it article or uh, the Atlantic? Shit, I'm so stupid. Uh, the New Yorker for sure. Really, the Atlantic is like very political. But I think they have like really interesting think pieces sometimes. Yeah, but that's like the but, one, and you can just read that online. But the New Yorker has like <laughs> cartoons and op eds and movie reviews and. Maybe you're right. One of the best gifts I got in high school, someone got me like a three year subscription to Rolling Stone, and that was like such a treat. Three years of yeah. Rolling Stone, I mean, dude. Back in like when they were dying, they were offering it's like twenty bucks for three years. One issue a month. I think so. Okay. Yeah, but it's like, and I would re- I mean, Matt Taibbi is a popular uh journalist right now very left-wing progressive like really smart dude he used to write for rolling stone and i think reading his stuff back like in high school helped sort of shape my like political views but uh just like getting a subscription to a magazine it's such a nice thing also tactilely to just be yeah flipping pages but i just don't know what good magazines are right now and it's kind of weird now that you can't find magazines anywhere i thought like today oh i'm a magazine will find me. I get like no. Oh, I never, find myself going around. in like gas stations. I'm like, oh, where's the magazines? They ain't there. They're anymore. only at the airport and like Ralph's. that one guy on Ralph uh, off Laurel Canyon yes, in Ventura yes. who's like out there selling every magazine in the world behind the uh, the Barnes and Noble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I will say one thing that I might do. 
which Adam and I talked about, but it's going to get a little expensive, but like buying on eBay, uh, all the magazines, not all of them, but a bunch from the fifties and sixties and seventies that Kurt Vonnegut wrote his short stories in. That's so weird. I just started a Kurt Vonnegut documentary last night. The one on Hulu? Yes. With Robert Whitey? The yes. guy from Curb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's great. Yeah. I just watched out that I realize I've ago. never read a Kurt Vonnegut novel in my life. I always thought Slaughterhouse Five in my head was Fahrenheit 451. No, or, they're like, very different. I know. I, I always thought I had read that. Welcome to the Monkey House is his collection of short stories. I think that's like the best way to get started. Okay. Short story. I mean, the Cat's Cradle, Hocus Pocus. He's uh, got so many. Yeah. Um, he's really funny, too. Hilarious. Wow. So you'll see in this documentary, like the way he started was he would sell short stories to like science magazines or Saturday evening, Saturday evening post. And these magazines are still like out there. And it's before he became this big author where he wrote actual novels. He would just, you know, get 50 bucks a week, sell a, a story to an article. And on eBay, you can go in for like five, 10, 15 bucks by the Saturday evening post Whoa. from 1977. And it says like, you know, it's not even on the cover. It's like in the. Table of contents. Who are we this time? Kurt Vonnegut. You can do that, I think, online as well for Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson when they were students at UT would write short stories for like the Daily Texan or huh. maybe another student run publication on campus. And you could read these little short stories that they wrote um, when they were only like 20 years old. Let's Maybe we should look into uh, magazine subscriptions and get some yeah you want to yeah i was like kind of thinking about getting it I, w I want to get the print like i think we should but they, find... they package it you have to buy the online one with the print you can't get the print only yeah who cares yeah i know but i'm saying i think that'd be fun if me and you like pick maybe we'll we'll each find like three that we like okay and then we'll pick our you know top three out of those six i love the covers I'm... of the new yorker though those are really nice yeah i like rolling stone too because i used to i mean the music side of it is always interesting but i feel like nowadays it's not as good as it used to be who's so we on gotta, the cover of rolling stone right now probably olivia rodrigo probably probably but that's like i used to know and everyone used to know who's on the cover of rolling stone like that was a thing right and now i couldn't name one person that's on in the last five years damn all i know is billy alice was on one year that's it I bet she's been on many times you saw she's been uh posting the mars volta on her story a bunch no yep is it oh Oh, also, congrats your favorite congrats your favorite band, Jungle, put out a fire song. You like Jungle now? I well, like I've always liked Jungle. Okay. Some of their stuff, though, I was always like, it's good, but it's it's actually kind of like for me, it's too good, kind of a thing, or it all kind of starts sounding the same. This one, my gosh. The the dance uh, trend that's been going crazy viral on TikTok. You've seen it, right? No, they have a viral thing going on. Dude, Jungle's going crazy viral right no now. No way. The <laughs> I, I don't know what I, song is uh, it. Back on seventy four. Yes, or that one. I I didn't right? I didn't really like their new album. Did you listen to the album? No, just that the song? one song, dude. Slapped so hard. I saw their. I think it was their tenth show they ever played as a band. They they were a brand new band. They came to South by. They played a couple shows in the UK, and they played their tenth show. It was probably like 2012, 2013 at South by. Me and Derek and my brother and whatever we they, they were like, dude, this band jungle is supposed to be really good. We went, saw that show, and I just I like, saw them with you at South by. Yeah, you and me went into this is before I knew you. This is with Adam. When I Adam, was with you with Adam, and we all got into the Jungle Show. That was like my 17th time seeing that. Uh, okay. I'm talking about like five years before that. I they, know, I they know. But I was just, yeah. Yes, we did. That was very cool. 
Um, but yeah, it's just crazy to like see this band that like because you see so many bands at South by that you're like these guys are so good. I really hope they fucking do it. And just every year, Jungle's just been getting bigger and bigger. They had the song in FIFA. That was sick though when Adam got us into the Jungle show at. Oh. South by because he had he, performed in there the night before. Yeah, we he like, played. Tell him that you were here the and night it was before. Sold out. There was people waiting out. It was like a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. People waiting outside, looking in. And he also just got me tickets to go see them at Kia Forum the last week. Hell yeah! Yeah. What date? Uh, I think it was like Thursday of last week. I went. Dope. It was so good. It's crazy. I saw them with forty people. Like not that. I mean, it was ten years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. But Kia Forum, Jungle. Who would have guessed it, dude? But they have this thing going viral on TikTok. Yeah, it's I, I see it every day. That's so sick. I Good it. for them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, that was fun. Let's wrap it up. Um, we'll be back next week with guests. Yes, really great guests. And uh, But yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like this episode so much, please go check out all of our other episodes. Your support means the world to us. Thank you guys for always listening to Hoot and a Half. If you haven't also, check out our other podcast that we have with Carly and Aaron called Good Influences. We've been releasing tons of episodes, tons more coming at you. Much love to you guys. Enjoy your fall season. Fall is here. Snuggle up. Watch a good spooky movie and uh, carve a pumpkin. Actually, no, don't carve a pumpkin till the last week of October because it's just going to rot by the time it sees Halloween. And, you know, a jack-o'-lantern just really needs to see the night of Halloween. It's cruel what we do to pumpkins. See ya.